Hello and welcome to episode 17 of Fish Across the Pond, a Miami Marlins UK baseball podcast. I'm your host, Peter Pratt. Joining me this week, the three lads return, Lee, Dan, Rob. How are we doing, guys? Yeah, I'm all good. Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, very well, thank you. Hey guys, I must say, we've got that intro fully synced now. You know which order you go in. Everything's running smooth, so happy days. <laughs> Thanks for joining me again, guys. Uh, plenty, of, plenty of stuff to get stuck into this week. Um, we've had, we've reverted back, I think. We're back to earlier season Marlins baseball, unfortunately. So, unfortunately, it's not quite as promising as the past few pods, but... Still some good talking points. Uh, I think the starting point, guys, is just a quick recap on last week's games. And that is basically a three-game series with the Brewers. There was a, it was a 2-1 series win for the Marlins. So, excellent win. Uh, a couple of you guys were predicting. So, onto you guys. I was on the pessimistic side of that, that, that side last week. Um, so two one against the Brewers, all full steam ahead into the um, the Mets series. Uh, sorry, the the Braves series, and um, there was predictions of sweeps. <laughs> sorry, no names, but yeah, Lee, Lee, that's you. I messed that one up. Unfortunately, we, we got the sweep, but uh, it wasn't our broom that was that was doing the action. So yeah, three nil to the Braves. And then uh, we're one game into uh, the card series uh, and, and currently 1-0 down. So recording as normal, Tuesday evening, ready for, uh, for, for Wednesday pod release. Um, guys, it's, um, it's not been the greatest week on the field at the back end, but let's, let's go back to the Brewers series because there's some real highlights in that series, in, in a series against... A team we're not expecting probably to beat. They're jostling for top position uh, in their division. But to get a 2-1 victory, um, Rob, we've got to be pleased with that. What, and, and there's an obvious highlight. I mean, the first two games in particular. But, you know, there's some some major highlights out of that series. What, what was the bit for you? Um, so the first game was good enough from when we beat the Brewers 8-3. I don't, I, we weren't expecting really to do that well against him because you had the Yelich factor. And the Yelich factor was that, you know, he's been hitting so many home runs. As it stands, I think he's on 23. But when the series started, I think he was at 21. And um, so we were kind of expecting in a way that Yelich would hit a few home runs and we might not, you know, we might get a game. But to come out in that first game and be so, so dominant with the bat um, was really, really pleasing. Ten hits. Um, you had Brian Anderson's um, monumental um, uh, uh, home run, where obviously it was a grand slam, and that kind of set the tone for that series. We we think we'd come off a a couple of really good series. We'd had a few sweeps. We'd you know things had gone a bit dodgy uh, against the the Nats, and then we kind of picked it up again. And it looked like we we're back in full flow again. You think about quite a few games we've had this season. Whenever we've had bases loaded, 
uh, it's never come to anything at all. Or even if we've had two on base, it's never come to anything. To actually see a grand slam. Yeah, uh, it was it was brilliant. And that set the tone because you got into the third inning. We were 5-1 up. And that, you know, as we've been talking about in previous weeks, took the pressure off. Alcantara looked very, very comfortable, even though he wasn't attacking maybe the strike zone uh, in the way he'd done in previous weeks, but still managed to go through seven innings um, uh, with only one earned run. Uh, you know, really good. And we just kept sort of ticking along and, and getting the guys on base. But that was then completely blitzed, as good a game as that was, by the next day. And I've never seen anything like it. Well, we no one's ever seen anything like it. The Marlins have never done this before. <laughs> and this was hit 11 runs in one inning. The fifth inning, uh, we were already 4-0 up at that point anyway. Our bats were completely on fire. We were, we'd were we taken um, uh, Chase Anderson to pieces. And um, and then we just, just blew through their bullpen. And it was a constant chain. Everyone got on base. Everyone got a hit. The whole starting lineup got a hit. Um, it, uh, and um, I think the whole yeah the whole starting lineup got RBIs. I, I you know this this is a Marlins team who were bottom in runs scored, bottom in hits. To get to a position like that is is quite outrageous. Um, and so you know everyone, even players who weren't on form like Starling Castro, who were a bit worried about, still ended up with three RBIs. Um, and that kind of took a completely away from a good pitching performance from, from Pablo Lopez. But that was just incredible. Um, and just to see that chat, that train go round, and it, it just didn't seem like we were going to stop. And the the, the, the booing from the Brewers fans. <laughs> um, wow. we'll, see, we'll talk about the uh, the Twitter fallout and all the rest of that later. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, even in the, the, the follow-up game where we lost, um, you know, 5-1 and uh, unfortunately... It was to do with Caleb Smith uh, having a bad start. His velocity was down about three miles an hour on what he'd been a couple of starts ago. Clearly something wasn't right with him. He did not look the same guy. You know, out of those five innings, he really, really struggled. There was there was a couple of walks. There was only two strikeouts. We know this is Caleb Whiff, the one who gets all the strikeouts, uh, you know, who we, we'd expect to get close to double figures. Something was slightly wrong, which was a bit of a shame because I think Caleb Smith on form meant we could have got the sweep. But even so, uh, an amazing series. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, you're right. We're going to come to Twitter fallout shortly, and one of you, one of you, <laughs> Lee or Dan, you can you can take that shortly. But um, <laughs> the um, you're right. That that highlights that 11 run fifth was was just. I mean, it literally was just incredible. Um, and I think Pablo. I've been high on Pablo's batting anyway, and he, yeah, he was the one you were thinking, is he going to be the one who's going to let it down? But then he delivered an RBI. I think he might have even, did he have a double? I can't even remember if it was a double. But anyway, he's, um, he, he's, he's always looked good with the bat in his hand, here, in my opinion. So that wasn't a surprise. But um, what, a, what a way to start that series with a 2 0 win. Uh, sorry, 2 0 lead. And then obviously, yeah, Caleb seemingly struggling um, in that. And yeah, it gone to the IL. Who I don't know how long it's going to be though. Like early indications on that seem like it's maybe just one turn out of the rotation, maybe. So hopefully it's not going to be a prolonged absence. Maybe he's just been carrying something for a week or two, and then he's just going to maybe take one one week off. 
Um, but who who last week put their hands up, guys? Who was the one who threw the stat out there saying we're the only MLB team to have had the same five rotation all season? Who was that? Put their hands it, up. It was me, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, sadly. The is on. Yeah, so it was the jinx. I wasn't the only one. There was quite, you know, that was the, it was the stat that was going around. But you know, it's look at the Marlins, you know, five uh, and I, I kind of hoped they were going to go all the way to the All Star break with that. We know that five wouldn't have lasted to the end of the season because you always get injuries, and we wonder if some of these starters are going to be on pitch count limits anyway, uh, or sort of start limits. Um, so we've got Alicia Hernandez who's been called up. Um, to take Caleb Smith's place tonight, and he's had, you know, been doing really, really well in in Nola. So, um, you know, we've we spoke about this before. We've got some good replacements. It's just a bit of a shame that it's happened to Caleb Smith because I think he could have been an all star. Yeah, I, I think he still will be. Actually, I don't think there's anything holding him back to to not be an all star. We'll see. We'll see how that plays out. But I think he should be on merit. But we'll see. Um, Lee, talk to me about social media fallout. Talk to me about Twitter. <laughs> and the other thing we need to talk about here is, so we've gone from, I think the background to this really is the trade of Yelich has all of a sudden created this back and forth between the Marlins and Brewers. We've had, we've had two series back to back with, in effect, the most vocal Twitter teams against <laughs> the Marlins. So... Talk us through what you've seen on Twitter, mate, because I know you've been in, in the mix as well. But equally, at the end of it, mate, I want to hear from you. Who do you who do you dislike the most, the, the Braves or the Brewers? Now? <laughs> it's still the Braves, though. I just, <laughs> I just hate the Braves. But yeah, yeah, the Brewers for some reason they, I mean, you know, considering our, our lowly position, yeah, and, and we're taking the first two games of the series. When Yelich homered, was it in the first inning? I think it was the first inning. Yeah, they 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 really did 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 like yeah you know, on on Twitter, they 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 were mad about it. Yeah, they they thanked the Marlins for sending them over in in a trade, you know, for like the home run and you know for, for considering we we had won the you know won the series already, it was just just way over the top. And then then of course the Marlins fans were were like piling in, yeah, saying how yeah how, how can you say this when when you when you know, when we we won the series, yeah, and they they just went went mad about it. And then they, you know. And even and even now they say they still they you know they they're still on about it and like <laughs> so I don't know why. I mean, I'm, they, I'm, you're right. I'm they're decently with us. So I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't understand what they why they want to get involved with us because the lowly Marlins, like <laughs> lowly Marlins. It's, it's the Cubs who, who, who they need you know, have to be concerned with. Yeah, that's. I mean, while we're on, just have a quick look at the standings there in that division. They're they're leading, aren't they now? The Brewers. They've gone on a full we, game. Yeah, so we've we we've kind of, you know, we've um, given them a shock, bit of a shock, maybe woken them up, yeah, woken them up, yeah, exactly. Then they've gone on a four-game streak now. Um, I'm not sure who they're playing at the moment, but they're yeah, they're top of that division, but only half a game up on the Cubs. That's yeah, it's, it's going to be a tight tight division all the way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. We've obviously had a look at the cards last night. They don't look that great either. Um, and obviously, I wasn't convinced by the Brewers. And the reason I'm not convinced about the Brewers is their rotation for me just yeah. does, doesn't look strong enough for me to, you know, take oh, them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it looked... Obviously, we, we saw Jimmy Nelson against for the Brewers. Against 
who's you know, year or whatever. And so I know he's going to work his way back in, but obviously we touched him up a bit. Um, Chase Anderson as well was, well, chased. So his name <laughs> suited him in that game. Um, you know, but I don't, I don't see the Brewers going deep. I'd be surprised if they did. I just don't see that rotation. They've obviously got the back end is nice. Their closer situation, their setup guys, and they've got weapons there for sure. But quite sure the uh, the, the rotation is going to stand up. So we'll see. But it was it was an interesting couple of days. I all I like you, Lee. I got dragged into it. I was there. And I, I, my no World was, Series for them, though. Zero. <laughs> Zero World yeah. Series in, in you know in, in, in franchise history. <laughs> this is the problem, isn't it? I mean, it, the, the chain of events in my, how it went for me on Twitter was us going, "Hey, it's two one in the series," and they went, "Hey, we won the trade." Um, <laughs> fair enough. That, that you know, I think at the moment they've won the Yelich trade. Then they they compound it with, "Have you checked the NL uh, standings?" And obviously the Marlins are at the bottom of the NL. And then of course you'd reply with. Have you checked the World Series standings? And then you'd end the conversation. So, it, again, it's a bit like what we talked about the Braves a few weeks yeah. ago. You just ended with that because that's, that's the stat that counts. And unfortunately, they can't trust We want to. They don't want any. 2-0. <laughs> 2-0 Bruce. But anyway, I got. I like the Brewers a lot as well. I like their lineup in particular. Yeah. They're, they're a fun team to watch. Let, let's be totally honest, though. Yelich, good player, but bloody hell, that park has really helped. Yeah. Um, you know, it's 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 a major it's a major help for him. So, and his his his, his home and road splits are, you know, it shows that definitely. You know, he's he loves that park. It's bloody tough at Marlins Park. So, no surprise to see him do well. Um, so. Can I just correct something that in uh, in regards to winning that trade, that's still not over. And Mattingly was right afterwards because Mattingly, Mattingly was was uh, was asked about the the tweets and stuff, and he said sort of how petty they were. But um, it, you know, from what we've traded, Brinson is that that centerpiece. So everyone says that the trade has failed because Brinson is in in Triple A. And and Yelich is just hit, is the home run leader and the MVP. But it, it, if you think about it, in reality for the Marlins, Brinson was just a piece of it. The other pieces of that trade were equally as important. However, to the media, it isn't. It's the Brinson, you know, Brinson was the centerpiece of it. But if you now if we fast forward ourselves to 2022. Are we really going to be talking about Brinson as a centerpiece player, or are we going to be talking more about Ison Diaz at second base? We're going to need him because Castro is looking very out of sorts, and he's playing quite well in Nola. Or are we going to be talking about Jordan Yamamoto? Uh, uh, is you know is he going to be in our starting rotation or a, a, a reliever? Are we going to be talking about Monte Harrison, supposed to be an incredible athlete in the outfield? Uh, let, Mattingly was right. Give it a couple of years to see who's won that trade. Yeah, so I agree. Yeah. I agree, mate. It's a fair point. I don't think you draw direct parallels to Yelich's performance to Brinson because it's not fair. Because there was three other play, uh, parts of that trade, all of which yeah. where we see as ML, you know, big league players in the future. I think in reality we're probably going to see two of them, and hopefully get Brinson back as well and have three of them. At the tail end of this season, to be honest, Diaz, Monte, 
and Brinson. We're hoping we'll see again. Yeah, he should be back up. August, August, September at the latest. They'll definitely be there in September, obviously. So who knows, guys? Who knows? You're right. It's, you know, you need to reserve judgment. It's, it's all, we talked about this with Brinson early in the season. It's so hard because, you know, we, I, I think he feels that pressure. And um, out of the, out the spotlight for a bit is probably a good thing for him. So, right, a 2-1 win to the Brewers, some Twitter chaos, but that's fine. We like that. And <laughs> the good news is, what I've seen is we're picking fights with teams who haven't won any World Series, so it's absolutely fine for me. <laughs> right, Dan, man, you've sat there nice and quiet for the, for the last 15 minutes. <laughs> I, need, I need to hear some, some rays of sunshine from a dismal <laughs> sweep against the Braves, mate. You must have some stats lined up, something to give us positivity out of that series. <laughs> well, not really, but well, actually, I, I have, I have. I mean, it's very, very easy um, to look at the last week and think, okay, we've just lost five on the bounce. Um, We're going back to a little bit like early season Marlins where when we we go behind, it doesn't look like it's going to come back. It's sort of fallen back into that a little bit. It's easy to do that. But on the other hand, since we last spoke a week ago, um, we've lost a series, okay, a sweep to the Braves, which is never nice, especially... Um, on the Sunday game where we threw it away completely in a ninth innings um, blowout. Um, but since we last spoke, we've, we've lost a series and we've won a series. Um, so we're one off for the week. Let's look at it like that. And when we came off of um, the Padres uh, series, which we'd won, and then we came straight into the Brewers, uh, who are a very good team, and we beat them about 47-0 on the first game. And then... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then, obviously the eight-three game as well. Um, it's that it, it fell it fell in nicely from where we was last week, talking about how things have changed from the batting front, and it, it carried on from that sense. It's it's only really been a in terms of the starting pitching when you look at what's gone on over the last few days. Uh, apart from Jose had a bit of a tricky game um, in his, I think it was the seven-one defeat against the Braves where. He got knocked about a bit. Apart from that, um, the starting pitches of each only allowed one run each. So that was Trevor, who's been brilliant, uh, absolutely brilliant recently. I think he's now, um, uh, for his last three starts, he is uh, 12, 13, 15, I think 17 innings, something like that. Um, And only five hits, two runs. Um, That's, um, you know, that's serious. That is, that is serious stats, yeah. And then, you know, straight into that, Pablo, one run uh, allowed. Um, Sandy, one run allowed. So there are things to be positive about, even though it has been a bit of a, um, yeah, a bit of a strange week, really. The last five haven't been great viewing. There are some positives to pick out. There's some little nuggets there that are good. The pitching's been good. Only, only a few little blips, you know, with Romo um, and things like that. But, yeah, it, the Brave series is never nice to lose, especially in the way that we did, especially in the UK printing time. We're all sitting there watching it. Um, it but, you know, we, we go into um, to the cards. I watched that game. Well, I watched the highlights against the cards last night. Again, we was well in there. It was decent performance from um, uh, who started last night, guys. Sorry, remind me. Sandy, was it? Sandy. Yeah, yeah. Sandy. He was, yeah, that was good. Um, it was only really the odd blip every now and then. Far too many double plays early on in that game, which uh, seems to be our curse. And then the uh, Alfaro's um, 
launch about nine foot over first base, uh, to, which pretty much put the game to bed. But yeah, you know, let, let's not get carried away. It was it's it's been an okay, it's been a great run, and it's just come to a halt a bit. But we're not miles off. It's not been blowouts. It's it's been there's been some good performances there. It's just a matter of um, now just starting to turn it back again. Yeah. How about as well? Just a highlight. It's a Braves highlight, really, but something that should be mentioned. I suppose uh, Acuna got his revenge against our man uh, Jose Orreña. <laughs> nice. He uh, he took him deep, didn't he? Uh, and it was I liked his reaction. It was he held the bat pretty much until the first bag, and then he launched the bat. So it was like a delayed aggressive back toss I'd describe it as so, <laughs> I guess that was a year in the making and actually Jose's had Acuna's number a bit actually since I mean obviously after that played out but they've, they've he's pitched against him a few times and actually he's pitched well against him but it's always going to happen and Acuna's definitely come into form recently as well so wasn't totally surprising that that happens and it feels to me like the shenanigans are now to bed as well, if that makes sense. Like, hopefully, yeah. There was no, no, like throwing at Arania. Acuna's hit the home run off him. You just go right, you know, back to square Sorry. one. Yeah, back, back to how it should be. Yeah, and you're right. That unfortunately, we did throw that that game away, didn't we? With did Romo give up all four? Was uh, I think yeah. I was an Acuna home run again, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, three one home run. Yeah, 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 exactly. So. Oh, that's a shame. I think, um, I think the game was decided as well on, um, was it Conley who walked um, someone where the base is loaded so they got in the last run and then we, we, couldn't, we couldn't reply with it. But that's always frustrating as well to, to give away the, the win on basically a bases loaded walk. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. It is frustrating, definitely. I mean, because we did, they went ahead in the 10th, then we pegged it we back. Prado got a hit, got an RBI, did he, or something? Um, so it, it did, picked yeah. back, and I was like, okay, cool. And then I think the same thing happened again two innings later. Um, you know, bit of a shame. Tough series, tough to be swept. We yeah. played. It's been a funny old uh, season against the Braves. They probably seven and one against us, I think, this year. But yeah. we've we played them tough. Like I know the Braves fans. If you speak to them, they'll be like, yeah, you guys have actually, you know, you pushed us. Um, which is what is positive about the Marlins. When you look at the, the overall picture this year, we're not getting blown away by teams. Like we go to the Brewers, they're leading the division. They're not going, they're not letting up on the Marlins. They're there to, to hammer us and we hammer them. The Braves were tight. We've been on a great run anyway. And this is us in year two, partway through year two of the build. We've drafted all these players. What what I've worked out this week is everyone. The consensus is the Marlins have drafted incredibly this time, mm-hmm. and then in the in the next couple of days we've actually managed to sign some of these players. So what I've realised is is that, is the high school ones in particular they have a decision to make: do I go to college or do I sign up with the Marlins now? And the guy Nassim Nunez, they were the I think they drafted him second round. And the consensus was the Marlins loved him. He was a high school player. He was the one we mentioned last week. High school player. He committed to Clemson, I think, uh, for college. So he was a commit there. And then the Marlins have ended up 
getting a deal done with him and he's actually signed and was taken back in practice last yeah, night. Which, that, yeah. and they're really high on him. And they said he's switch hitter. He was taking big lead after he was just, you know, in Marlins Park taking um, bat in practice both sides of the plate and was drilling home runs. I mean, and the kids, what, 18 or something. Um, so uh, it was, it was nice to watch. And I could see like Alfaro, the way it was like the camera was, Alfaro was just behind him. And obviously Alfaro was a big old dude as well. So, you know, but it was nice. Alfaro's there watching Jeter strolling by and this guy's just hitting huge balls at 18. You're thinking, yep, <laughs> we'll take this. I think the consensus again, I, I'm not fully, I've definitely, increase my knowledge this week on the draft and what happens after. Um, and I think even after the draft, the Marlins are still doing well. We've managed to sign players. Because um, I think that's the problem, isn't it? The high school ones, it seems, is if you draft them high, you're not guaranteed to sign them because they may want to go to college. And so you, in effect, lose a draft pick and you get a compensatory one later. But um, And then it's all about moving money around. You got to If you overpay for one player, you want to underpay for a few others and Sounds very complicated, but actually quite fun. So, future's bright, guys, isn't it? You know what I mean? We're watching the lineups kicking in. Herrera continues. Cooper's playing well still. He's still healthy. Triple A's loaded with some bats. We're going to see them later. So, you know, all's good. Draft has been good, well received. So, we're into the card series, uh, guys. Um, one of our other friendly foes is back. So, Marcel. Back in town in Marlins Park. So we've had Yelich played him here at home run. Uh, we've had the Braves, our other foes. They swept us. And now Ozuna's back in town. And he's, um, I think he had a, a three-hit night last night and did pretty well. So, yeah, you know, the old foes keep returning. I, I are we playing the Reds again this year? I think we are, aren't we? One more time? Yeah, I think we're all playing again. Yeah, One more time. Once, yeah. So we'll have Double D back in the mix, maybe. He might be back <laughs> at Marlins Park too, so... Yeah, looking forward to that one. Um, that's uh, end of August, by the way. August, yeah, that's right, that's right. So we got them late doors. So um, the week ahead, guys, we've got the rest of the series, the cards. I think it's a four-game set, isn't it? Are we on four games? Yeah, that, that's next week. We're three uh, oh, at three home games. this week, and then we're four away next week at St. Louis. And we've got Pittsburgh in between. That's right, that's right. So... We've got uh, one of your guys, Rob. Um, Hernandez is is pitching tonight, starting tonight. He's against Dakota Hudson, who's definitely, I mean, I, I don't think Hudson's, like, top, top draw. Um, what can we expect from Hernandez, mate? So, yeah, so Alicia Hernandez, a kind of history behind him. He was a Rule 5 pick last year and therefore had to remain on our 40-man. Um, he, he played a little bit last year. He got one start. But it, it, it was, you know, he's he, it, mostly bullpen work and ERA in, in the high fives. But this year, um, because uh, he's now served his Rule 5 time and he's now a, a, our player, we've been able to put him into AAA and for him to establish himself as a starter. Um, and Gallon gets all the plaudits because he's been phenomenal. Um, but Alicia Hernandez has been there with him all the time and has been the PCL Player of the Week um, twice this season. So just going through Hernandez's stats at the moment in, in NOL or in AAA. Nine games he has started. Uh, it's 48 innings pitches, innings pitched, so he, he does go a good distance every time. Um, and out of that, there is only six earned runs out of those nine games. 
So um, this is a guy who has got his opportunity and really, really taken it. And in many ways, he's been as impressive as Gallon. 69 strikeouts as well. So he's got a high strikeout ratio, low whip at 1.02. Not so many walks either, 14 walks. Um, so um, he's dominating that league at the moment. And it, yeah. there's some tough teams in that division and who they have to play. So more than ready to step up. So the disappointment we've got that Caleb Smith is injured mm. when he's been, you know, the... A, a real superstar for us, and a real kind of, you know, all that 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 five of that starting lineup have, have been good to a point, uh, and but Caleb has really really shone. We've got someone to f- come in now, fill that uh, that gap, and hopefully we should see him go five, six, seven innings because he does in Nola and he does it really really well. So. Fingers crossed tonight that he can keep his composure and that he can have a really, really good game. Because, like we said before, there's him and Gallon and probably Hector Noessi as well who could all come up and fill the gaps when someone's got injured or someone's got a bit tired or they need a break or there's a, a limit on the number of innings they're going to be they're going to pitch. So, um, yeah, really, really good. And so um, um, it's not a case of, oh, Hernandez is up and that means we've got less chance of winning. I think we've got a really good chance of winning. Yeah, well, 40-odd, well, nearly 50 innings pitched and six earned runs. I mean, if that isn't doing it at AAA, I don't know what it is. So, you know, actually probably we'll look at Gallon's numbers. They'll have slightly more innings pitched and less earned runs. But, you know, there you go. Um, Lee, um, I guess we were, we were talking about if, if a move was made, would we see Gallon? Actually... By not being on the 40 man, that that's meant this was the easier decision, Hernandez. But yeah. if it was your call, mate, would you have taken Gallon up? Or does does I mean Hernandez sounds like he's worth the shot as well? So yeah, yeah. I mean, I you know he's worth a worth a, a shot as well. So yeah, I, I I think we made the right move as you say because otherwise you've got to make another you know take someone off, you know, from the 40 man roster again. So yeah, I, I think it makes the most sense now as it's probably only. You know, one start, two starts at most. I think, you mm-hmm. know, likely for Smith to be out. So yeah, because uh, because because I think when you bring bring Gallon up, you you want to bring him up bring him up to stay. So I, I think I think it's worth uh, worth worth just leaving him down there for a minute, and until a spot comes up, yeah, you know, with like a trade or something like that, with like with you know Urania probably. It's it's not like we're we're you know just holding that um, Gallon down just because of. No time service time or anything we, we just talked about Hernandez's stats and you know it was 1.13 ERA so he's he's performing as well as Gallum at the mm. moment there's a, a few less strikeouts but even so he's he's deserves the opportunity mm-hmm. to be yeah, in the big it's just it's just a bit unfortunate that the, the spotlight has been so much on Gallum because mm. those stats are just ridiculous you know and it's like you know, is getting almost not forgotten about, but is the, the spotlight has been on Gallon, and therefore they feel like that should be the decision that is him. The right decision has been made, I think. And as you said, it's only going to be probably a game um, that, that Caleb's out for. It, it's I, I'm excited to see him to see him play tonight. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm excited too. I've not really seen him pitch before, so 
I'm excited to see what he's got in the locker. He comes. I mean, that's what Triple A's for, isn't it? You you produce there. A, a spot is created for whatever reason, injury. We'll get into trades later in the year. But, you know, we want to see him come up and give it a shot. We don't want Caleb to go down for a sustained period. So, you know, let's hope it is just one or two times. That's fine. Maybe there'll be a, a more uh, a more consistent spot available once maybe the trade deadline comes and goes. It's going to be interesting. Uh, it's going to be interesting on the trade deadline, guys, to see whether people, whether teams make moves earlier than maybe they have done in the past. Because obviously, it's it's a very different deadline now because of it's it's a hard deadline at the thirty first of July as opposed to that um, that kind of non waiver type scenario that that used to be there so i want i'm interested to see the strategy uh, what team you know whether it you know get into july and they go right we're just going to pull the trigger on it now we need someone um we talk about urania being the most likely starting pitcher and i think that's fair what what do you think he's worth like what are we going to get back for urania legitimately like what are we expecting if you're if you're jeet or whoever are trying to make a deal I, I'm not complete. I'm not sure what Arania's haul would be, if that makes sense. Um, you know, what are we looking for? We'll keep on filling arms if we need to. But a couple of bats wouldn't go. No, no. What do you reckon, guys? What, what do you reckon, Rob? Um, it would be bats. It'd be interesting, actually, because you're right. Because we Arania's not an old player. It's not like you've got a, a Justin Bohr trade where, um, you know, or or an older player trade where what you what you really want is a few sort of triple A, double A, single A players prospects to fill up your farm system. Um, so that's what you're looking for. And that's what they'll, they'll be looking for for like Neil Walker, Castro, etc. Yeah. You know, just give us a Urania is not. Is he 27? Uh, yeah, I think some of that, yeah. 27, yeah. 28, yeah. So it's he's not... Too, as well, isn't there? Maybe one or two years, maybe? So if that's the case, then surely the trade has got to have uh, a, a starting out, either outfield, infielder. Mm. It's got to be a, a bat. It's got to be in there as well. Yeah. And probably some prospects as well, which would probably mm. also be bats as well, because that's where we're limited. We don't, as you said, we, we don't need... With Urania going, we've got Gallon, Hernandez, Noessi, uh, and others uh, in that whole kind of sort of chain behind coming through. You know, Sixto Sanchez pitched today as as we as we speak. We're on a Tuesday uh, and had uh, a really good performance against uh, the Montgomery Biscuits, and he was limited to, to brilliant names. <laughs> I absolutely love <laughs> 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 Which which club are the Montgomery Biscuits linked to? Uh, <laughs> How do you get a name like Biscuits? Like, where, where does that come from? Well, um, interestingly enough, I did read something about this, and um, there is a marketing firm that has actually made most of these names. And what they do, they go to the local area and see what's you know prevalent or famous in in their area, and um, and so. Obviously, Montgomery Biscuits, who are in uh, Montgomery's in Alabama, and obviously Biscuits are those kind of, I don't know what you want to call them, they're kind of like those scone-type things, aren't yeah. they, that they, they, yeah. they have. 
Um, and any American listeners will be going, what is he on about? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that's obviously famous for that area. They are a double A affiliate of uh, the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, so, um, of course, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah. But then again, the New Orleans baby cakes. What does that mean? Yeah, yeah I can get the jumbo shrimp because that's obviously, you know, uh, for, yeah, anyway. But that I think is for an, uh, another podcast. Maybe we need to go through it <laughs> these days. Clinton Lumber Kings, clearly there must be some forestry around there. Yeah. Um, uh, the yeah. muck dogs, mate. Who, the muck dogs are the ones I like as well. Yeah, it, it, I, I don't know what that's all about, to be honest with you, unless it's uh, something... They used... Uh, whether it's because they're up in New Jersey way and there was a, 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 as a big kind of waste disposal area up there, unless they're... <laughs> well, is that, is that where... Surely Ch- Tazawa's playing there, then, is he now, or not? Uh, no, Tyler Collick is. Oh. Uh, <laughs> he's fit. <laughs> Uh, oh dear, oh dear. We're going off we're going off piece here though, guys, I must say. We're, we're into biscuits and lumber kings and muck, muck dogs and has always been mentioned again. He's that's the fifth time he's been mentioned on this podcast. So. Oh dear. So back to your question, I think Urania would should bring in a fairly decent haul, and there's quite a few clubs out there at the moment need some consistent starters. Yeah. Uh, even Pittsburgh could be a trade option. Because they're a team that are are falling away. We're talking about the, uh, the 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 Cardinals, and that the Cardinals are sort of struggling to, to keep uh, it in contact with the Brewers and the Cubs. Um, but Pittsburgh start the season were flying. They are yeah. they were leading that division at one point, and now they've fallen away to fourth. They're seven and a half games back behind the Brewers, so their opportunity is now fading. It's now or never. And I think it's those type of teams are thinking, all right, we've got pitching issues. We need someone in to yeah. fill in our number four or five slot. Yeah, so I, know, I know the Pirate, Pirates have got, got two starters on, on the IL because they're, they're in my fantasy team. Williams yeah. and, and Taylor, they're, they're both on the, on the IL. So there is a spot for them to, to make a trade. Yeah, well, I can testify to that as well. Jordan Lyle also... <laughs> On my fantasy team, it's on the IELTS. The curse is real. No, we don't just curse Marlins players. We curse the MLB. Crazy. Crazy. I mean, and I'll just... To cut an IL list, there's four spots in this league, and Lee were in together, but it's uh, Lyles, Clevenger, Severino, and I don't know. Evaldi or someone, I don't know. It's it's just a, a lineup of... Pitchers who should have been playing all year and who are good who are just now struggling. So <laughs> it's going to be. In the, I'm really looking forward to July. It's going to be like you know because the Marlins are obviously selling hard, so we'll continue to sell hard. It'd be real fun to see what we can get back. But equally, I'd be upset if one of the other rotation pieces, other than Urena, was moved. I hope. I hope it doesn't come to that because. They're all locked in for so long. It's not like, you know, they got one year left or they're like a bum garner who's, you know, he's gone. These guys can be around for a long time. And we've seen it consistently that they can limit teams to one, two runs. Mm. Get, some, get a lineup that does well, like the last week before this week. And, you know, we'll win seven, eight games in a row. You know, it's... Mm. And also, 
there's got to be a time where you've got to start keeping these these chips. You you can't just go yeah. well, he's doing well, trade him away, and let's yeah. let's take some bats. You know, we, we've got what's um, what's very rare in a lot of teams where we've got a complete starting uh, pitching rotation that can all do a job. You know, Urania would be the one that makes sense. Um, Tre- Trevor's been brilliant recently, and I'd be disappointed if he goes. But certainly, then the back end of the rotation. I don't want to see any of them going anywhere. They, they could be around for a very long time, as you say. Add some bats to it, and we've got an exciting team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, we'll see how it goes. Um, just speaking about trades and former trades is a bit of a segue. Um, Giancarlo's on a, on a rehab assignment, I believe, this evening, I heard in the news. Yeah, I think so, yeah. So hopefully he's fit, because guys... Uh, as everyone will know listening to this podcast, it's it's a load of British guys talking about the Marlins, four of us, so it's a big contingent anyway. But we're now two and a half weeks away, give or take, from the London series. So maybe we'll have a quick chat on that, guys, because you know what the build-up's starting to happen now. We're starting to get images through of like the stadium, they're starting to, yeah. you know, turn that, yeah. up. Lay the you know lay what is in effect the drop in mound and whatever. I mean, I always think with that anyway, it feels a bit. You know, you have a, a bit of nervousness in the back of your head, don't you? You know where something's just dropped in for a, a two day event, uh, a bit like cricket back in the day when they drop in a, a pitch in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> right, we're playing in this stadium. What's normally Aussie rules? And we're going to play cricket here. Next thing is the pitch is like exploding all over the show because you know it takes time to nurture these like you know decks and you know and, and mounds in, in baseball to get it right so and they haven't got long to get it right have they really once they put it in all they'll have is one day feedback to go mm, the mound's not right and the outfield's too soft or whatever so anyway let's not focus on the negatives we've got two mlb games in london in two and a half weeks' time, give or take, the Yankees-Red Sox. I mean, what an awesome series to get. And they've obviously, and they actually, just going a bit further on, they've announced as well Cubs cards for next yeah. year. Is that right? Yeah. Cubs cards are announced, two-game series again. So they are going heavy on the rivalries, mm-hmm. uh, which makes a lot of sense. Um, Lee, you're going. I'm going. I'm yeah. going to both games. Dan? Yeah. Dan, you're you're in my my understanding, you're searching for tickets still. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm hoping. Um, I've just had an email from MLB to say that they've released some more tickets for tomorrow. So I'm hoping to try and get on and see if I can grab a seat somewhere um, at a sensible price. Because uh, always I've got is the reselling sites and their their second mortgage yeah. type thing. So I'm, I'm not interested in that. <laughs> but, um, no, if I can, then yes, I will be there. Fingers crossed for tomorrow. Rob, what are you saying, mate? Has this inspired you? Uh, no, and strangely <laughs> enough, even though Stratford, I I can get the train from from where I live in in East Suffolk uh, quite easily. But um, it was the cost of tickets put me off, and the yeah. fact that the the where I'd be the view would be poor. And uh, it, it's I'm glad that it's happening. I'm glad that brought you know the the Red Sox and Yankees over, and I'm glad the experience all there because it, it will grow. Um, the game of baseball in the UK it will grow the fandom in there you'll find hopefully 
in the next couple of years that you know our kind of podcasts and, and what we see on Twitter and the meetups are quite niche that maybe mm-hmm. they'll become bigger things mm-hmm. and really grow the sport because it's a fascinating sport um, and especially I think we've been quite used to in, in a football sense where we have our big teams and they always do quite well in the MLB it's a very very balanced playing field so you know Marlins Orioles White Sox Royals you know, at the moment, not very good. In the future, because of the draft system, they could be very, very good. Mm-hmm. So you've got a position that where you could actually pick any team. You don't have to be a Yankees fan. don't have to be a Red Sox fan. You can pick any team with the knowledge that actually they could win the World Series one day. And we've seen it. Royals won it a few years ago. Marlins won it twice. So, yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a sport where, you know, you can watch a team develop and grow and because of the speed of the game, the number of games that you don't get that kind of frustration that you get with, with football, etc. So I think it will really appeal to the British fans, but uh, for myself, um, uh, no, I, I, I will just watch it on, on TV. Well, there we go. So to MLB London, we'll tag you into this um, ticket, ticket price is too expensive. We'll see what the views are like versus, you know, what it's, it's all well and good on a, on a, on a map or whatever, or a, uh, an overview. But when we're there, we'll actually work out if it's watchable from those views versus what you see in the U.S. Because, you know, we've been to the U.S. stadiums and, you know, we know what it is. So, Lee, Lee you're definitely doing two days. Is that right? Yeah, both games. Yeah. Excellent, mate. What's, where are you sitting, actually, mate? Where, where, are, you, where are you based for those games? <laughs> I'm in the upper tier, I think down the first line. Yeah. Telescope you know, is is needed. And it cost him three grand and all. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like saying, it's hard to really judge yet what you know what the views view is gonna be like until until we until we actually you know, are in the stadium. So I've I've only, I've been there once before or twice before athletics two years ago. And I sat, I, I actually sat, the seat I'm sitting in, I sat, two, I'm, I'm two rows behind and about five rows to like the left of where I sat for that. So he, I'm trying, I can't work out sort of where, you know, where, where, where like the pitch is going to be yet to sort of think, oh, that'd be a good view. But yeah, I'd say I'm interested just, you know, to just see, we'll see, we'll see how it is you know, on the day. Yeah. You'll just turn up and think, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> It'll either be a surprise, well, it'll be yeah. a surprise, but it'll be either be a good one or a bad yeah, one. Good, yeah, you'll, bad, yeah. You'll think, I'm sure, you, I'm sure you, you'll see it on, on Twitter when I, I post it up. <laughs> yeah. There'll be it. I'm really interested to see what the vibe is like in the stadium. I'm interested to see who's there. Like, is it, and I can't, I don't actually know the answer to this because well, what I know is we've got a real, hub of UK fans like us, like similar teams who are really close to the, like the UK accounts and stuff like that. And there's a big hub of, of fans. And I say big, I mean, there's probably a couple hundred or a thousand maybe that are like diehard baseball fans in the UK that we know about. So that's fine. You're then going to have guys traveling from the US because it's a good experience for them. If I was a Yankees fan or a Red Sox fan, they'd be like, yeah, we're in London. I'd be like, excellent. I want to go and see London anyway. So you'll have them. That that's there. What I'm interested to see is what else there is. Mm. Like, is it people who are going to turn up because 
they are interested in baseball, never seen it before, and they're kind of sitting there going, what the hell is going on? Like, we all were probably at our first games. So, I, I, what, you know, Lee, I know you go to the NFL as well, and like I do yeah. in, in, in London now. The NFL crowd is very, very knowledgeable. It's broad in terms yeah. of the people who are there. The, the teams it covers is every team, but it's really knowledgeable. You don't have that beginner mentality. Yeah. I'm interested to see if there's beginner mentality for baseball. I think I've, I've been to, to all of the NFL ones, and yeah, in the start, it definitely was day, you know, a day trip thing for some. Yeah. They were just coming there, coming there just for, just for the event to you know to, to, to see what the fuss was. But, but yeah, as it's got more and more games in, in, in every season, you know, it's, it's more of like a hardcore fans now who go, and and like, you know, yeah, the, the day trippers have sort of gone with, with like the season tickets you know, now on sale and things things like that. Yeah. So I'm interested to see if if the, if the same happens, you know, over over the next the next the next few years, you know, in, you in, in, in this one. On the season ticket front, you make a good point. I mean, what I've seen from these US sports selling into the London market they seemingly struggle with is a ticketing strategy that that is yeah. is qual is, they did they do not deliver a good quality customer experience at all on the ticketing <laughs> whether it's the NFL whether it's the MLB they seemingly have they you know everyone's there scratching their heads going oh hold on a minute We've got a load of demand to our servers at 11 a.m. when the tickets go live, and all of a sudden they can't deal with demand. It's like, guys, surely. I mean, last when the NFL ones got on sale the other day, that was that was a nightmare. Trying to get trying to get those those Tottenham Stadium tickets, it was <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. just red circle for an hour and an hour and a half. <laughs> exactly. But what I'd like to see from from MLB London and MLB in general is you know, a season ticket type offering, if that's what they're planning to do, if they're going to say we're going to commit to a two-game series at least in the UK year on year, then what I'd like to see is a season ticket type offering as well. So we're not dicking about year on year scrambling on ticket sites trying to find, you know, what they want to do is build the game in the, with a UK fan base. That's what they're, you know, mm. don't bother bringing the baseball here to just have Americans turn up and watch it here. It's pointless. What they want to do is, is attract UK-based people, European-based people to come and watch baseball, maybe for the first ever time, like we did, whenever that was, and get hooked because that's what this is about. They're trying to grow the game internationally and they need to find a ticketing strategy that enables that. And That's why, and that's why I was quite surprised at the, the pricing because yeah. I, know, I know a few people who, who were interested in going who've, who've never seen a game before you know, yeah. when, when they announced the games. When they saw the prices, they were just like, "No, you know, I'm not, I'm not paying hundred pounds for something. I, I've, you know, like, just, just don't know, don't know what, you know, what's going, going on and stuff." No. So they, they, they really did price it out. Where well, only sort of hardcore fans and the people who, who just want to go for a day, but the people who actually were interested in it, they were just like, "No, it's too expensive." Yeah, it's a good point. It's a very good point because if if you're not going to attract the new fans, yeah. then how do you expect the sport to grow? So if they price out the new fans all you're going to get is the hard cause that were there anyway so it is correct. a good point something they need to look at correct i, I hope they, re, they they address that i mean ah, the reality is it's going to be it's hard to incentivize these clubs to come to london and it isn't like the nfl where you've got a whole week off after you know you play they're on a plane they land they 
probably have a, a day rest and then they play two game series, then they fly back and then they're off to another you know city, whatever. So logistically, it's bloody tough on the players, like time zone wise, it's hard. Mm-hmm. And I can, you know, they were the right clubs to get over here for the first one. If you can't sell the Yankees Red Sox, then that would tell them this ain't going to happen in the UK and you can pull it. Like you, rather than put on the Orioles Marlins, I mean, we'd be there. People would be there. But like, if you can't attract the casual fans with two of the biggest teams, then yeah. that tells you the market isn't there. So it's interesting they've got, uh, they've committed to another series already. I think they'd already committed to that. I remember when they'd announced it. I think in the, in the contract was they, they had a two year agreement. Yeah, so, I, I definitely had heard cards, cards, cubs. Yeah, a few months ago, being being mentioned. Definitely, so it's been in the pipeline for a while. Yeah, I, I'm I'm really I'm really excited about it anyway, and I'm excited because a it's a good chance for this podcast in the main three of the four in all likelihoods, unless Rob decides, do you know what? <laughs> or no no expense spared, I'm going in. We need a sponsorship then, don't we? We need someone to come face Let's get a GoFundMe page for Rob Rob Newell. That's what you need. <laughs> get the back to London. But for the listeners who don't know this, there's there's four of us who, who dial in weekly to record for you guys, and none of us have actually ever met in person. So we came together on Twitter, and this podcast is purely um, through Twitter relationships, and we've never met. So it's going to be a great opportunity for us to actually meet in person. After that, we may decide, actually, we don't like each other on the podcast. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, but anyway, that's the one thing. It's great to see other fans as well. Mm-hmm. It would be awesome if Giancarlo made it. And I'd, 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 well, I would obviously don't follow the Yankees, don't follow the Red Sox, but if Giancarlo's there, I'll, I'll really enjoy that. So hopefully he makes it. Definitely two of us are there. Dan is scouring for tickets and Rob's looking for funding for tickets. So <laughs> let's see how we get on. Um, right, guys. Well, that's that's the London series. Maybe a bit more build-up in advance of that, but it's going to be a good series anyway. It's going to be good for British baseball and, you know, we'll see how it goes. So... Before we get into predictions, what I've decided, guys, is we're gonna I'm gonna score these now moving forward, and there's gonna be some sort of prize and a booby prize at the end. So the way it's gonna work, guys, is for see the series prediction is it's two points if you get it bang on the nose in terms of the score, and it's one point if you get the right series winner, if that makes sense, and it's zero zero if uh, you completely miss so i'm going to start taking it down and we're going to actually score this as we go through from this point so we've got the cards already in flight so we're going to skip the card series and we're going to actually go to the the full series with the pirates that's coming up after that as our predictions um so let's let's maybe touch i mean we can touch on the cards if you want but from a series predictions, from a scoring perspective, give me give me a Pirates view. That's how many games have we got against them? Uh, must be three. Three. Three against the three. Pirates. Yeah, exactly. So, Dan, you start, mate. What are you seeing for the Pirates? I think we spoke about it last week and you were saying, yeah, I think they're a bit crap. So Yeah, um, they're on a bit of a slide as well. I think they're um, 
that they haven't done that great recently. Um, struggling a little bit in their division. Tough division, it, be, it may be anyway. Um, but we will um, we will rediscover a bit of form um, that we had had. So I'm going to go with a a 2-1 win um, for, for Marlins in that series. Down 2-1. Seems sensible. <laughs> <laughs> Lee? Yeah, as I said, I think it's definitely a a series where we can can pick up some wins. Oh, I don't want to say I don't, I don't want to say a sweep because that backfired last time. So, yeah, I'll say two one as well. And yeah, but I mean there is a chance of a sweep. I think if if our starters are on are on form, but two one to to Marlins. Okay, fair enough. So same as Dan, you boys. You- I could see, I could see the hesitancy, mate, and I know I understand the curse is real. Rob, what are you saying, buddy? Yeah, they're even though they've been on a bad run, they're still a good side. Yeah, they have had some. We talked about their their pitching in injuries, but Josh Bell is, you know, uh, going to be an all star. You'd, you'd have thought, yeah, just incredible. I I, I assume yeah. he actually probably leads their uh, their stats in 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 average and home runs etc starling marte is good as well and he gets lots of stolen bases so there it is tough um i think just try and have a look it'll be trevor and pablo yeah so we mm-hmm. you know we're into at the moment our real form area of our our starting lineup and that will mean with that we should be able to keep things quite close i don't know whether we face chris archer as well who i think He's, he's pitching tonight, um, right. I think. So there's a chance we could see him at the back end of that series. I, I don't know their schedule, but he could well do the last one or yeah, one because it's he's, possible he could, he could pitch back end. He struggled. He didn't do you know. Obviously, we, we we've seen him and he he looked okay, but um, there was that sort of infamous uh, Dietrich hitting him into the river. Um, uh, so. Uh, situation and since then he hasn't been that great so yeah it depends who we we hit with their starting lineup so in short um despite the fact they've got yeah as i say bell and Marte, etc i will go for a two yeah go on look we'll, we'll, we'll get it back again two one so we've got three two ones <laughs> <laughs> playing it safe now we're playing for a score draw here right fair enough that's that's sensible. I I'm gonna go slightly away from the two one. It's a natural thing to pick, but oh the pirates, the pirates. What am I saying? Bollocks to it. The pirates, they're struggling. Their, their rotation's all down. Three, four guys are on the IL. I don't know. Despagne will be pitching for them at some point. They'll trade for him. <laughs> So I'm taking I'm taking the sweep. I, I'm I'm going for the sweep. And actually, we're going to take the next two games with the cards as well. So I'm going for five games on the bounce. But there you go. I'm going three nil. And that's the first that's the first week of our scoring stats, guys. So there you go. A reminder of the the of the, of the, the way it works. Two points on the nose. One point for the correct uh, prediction on the the series win. Zero for for a flop. I'm happy for, to adjust that if we need to have negatives. I, if I predict <laughs> sweep and, and we're swept, I'm happy for that to be negative. Yeah. Uh, lose, so, you know, lose 10, 10 points if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, 
maybe it's bonus ball if you predict a sweep and obviously um, negative points if you um, if, if we get swept. I don't know. We'll, we'll finesse the scoring, but I feel like we need to get a league table going. And actually, guys, the listeners, I'll throw it out there to you as well, and I'll throw it out on Twitter. Anyone else who wants to join in, maybe we'll just add it in as well. You know, we don't want to create a full-blown fish stripes where we're making predictions every day because Rob probably will blow up because he's yeah, I, I, I've, I haven't done so many lately, but I get them all completely wrong. Uh, apart from the uh, the, the series, uh, the I guess the Brewers, I got I managed to get one completely right, all five of them right. But yeah, I, I think fish stripes. I must get about I don't know fifteen percent of them right. <laughs> Maybe that's what's wrong with the Marlins. Maybe I just need to stop predicting or reverse my predictions, and we'll be. Uh, Curse is real, mate. So well, that's why I was leading early doors because I was doing it every day and I was predicting a a defeat and uh, Chen to be pitching every day. (laughs) So it worked well then. All right, guys. So that's predictions out of the way. Um, Let's round off with um, player of the week, emoji of the week. Um, Let's start with let's start with player of the week, actually, guys, and we'll round off with an emoji. Um, Dan, anything in mind for you, player of the week? Yeah, it's been it's again. It's been a bit tough because it's not been the best week. Um, you'd have to look at the pitching performance again, probably from from Trevor um, as the the outstanding highlight. I think Cooper's been pretty good again. I think I had him last time, so I'm not going to I'm not going to have him twice. Um, so I'm just going to go with um, for those stats of what I said earlier, which was I think nine nineteen was it innings, five hits, two runs. Um, that, that you know, that's that for his last three starts. That's not going to be ignored. So um, I'm going to go with Trevor for another exceptional pitching performance. Yeah, I think that's fair. Go on, Ed Lee. Uh, I'm going pitching as well, but different pitcher. Well, Lopez. To mm-hmm. figure out, for the last two games, he's had 12 innings, seven hits, one run, two two walks, 14 strikeouts for 0.75. You know. ERA, so I think he's he's been been my man of the of the week. Yeah, sure. Fair play, Rob. It's uh, yeah, isn't it strange after the the week when our bats really really came alive that we come back to pitching? Because <laughs> I'm going to say Lopez for exactly the same reasons. I I think in those last two starts, Lopez proved that he is our ace for next year. Yeah. Really does. Um, and I've I've said it from the start. I just think he looks the the complete picture. We can see with Sandy's a bit rusty. He, yeah. he didn't attack the strike zone again. Trevor Richards, I think, is just outperforming what you know we could really hope for. We it was just we thought it was just going to be his slider, but um, it, it's his changeup. Sorry, but he's actually been able to add those other pictures like slider, his fastballs better, etc. So it's it, you know, um, but. Lopez has looked really, really strong. Um, of course, in the in you know against the Brewers, he you know he didn't have a lot of pressure on him, but um, against the Braves he did, and um, he kept us in that game even though uh, we couldn't put it across the line. But there's a lot of bats to, to who could have got this. We talked about Garrett Cooper, Brian Anderson with his grand slam, um, Brian Holiday with a home run. Um, you know, you, you go through you go through the whole lineup, and and uh, Harold Ramirez. I know he, he went off a bit, but it was picked up again. Um, Miggy Rowe. Um, 
talking about something we haven't talked about was that odd play in the first Braves game where Anderson fielded it. It tipped off the top of his glove. Rojas mm. caught it, quick throw, and got the guy out at third, which was brilliant. And I think Rojas, it's probably unfair that we, we haven't really mentioned him in the player of the week because he has been very, very consistent all the way through. He's probably had more starts than anyone else. Uh, his fielding has been exceptional. There was a couple of amazing plays he made against the Brewers and against the Braves, um, which were, he just seems to be able to, no, no matter how much he has to stretch or he's on the ground, he seems to be able to just turn and throw to first base just like a dart. It's, it's perfect. And uh, he's just a, a brilliant sort of, you know, that second base shortstop kind of area. You know full well that, that or third base even that um, that he can cover all of that. So, despite that, I'm sticking with Pablo. <laughs> I like That's a good like honourable mention, though. That Rob, that is, uh, I'm <laughs> pleased to call out because he has uh, he has I've been overlooked a little yeah. bit, and he has that's been fantastic. Yeah, he has. Them guys, Anderson and Rojas, in that third base side, they they're really tidy defensively, aren't they? They've Anderson settled really settled in at third base and he looks at home there now. But Miggy Rowe there too. The two of them combined, they they are impressive defensively, actually. So you're right, not not maybe as much love for Miggy Rowe. I love him to bits. I mean, he's just a good defensive player. He's steady, you know, he's just a tidy player, isn't he? You know? I, I might need to change my mind on this. Look, the last seven oh. games, just look to the stats. At bats, twenty-four, uh, four runs, eight hits. There's only one RBI out of that, uh, but average of three-three-three um, well, on base he's percentage four-two-nine. He, he's batting eight, so there's not. He's not well. Has he been eight? Been lower down, has not he? Alfaro has been eight for me recently. Alfaro has been hitting okay though. Yeah. 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 Been hitting fine. He, he hit okay last night too. Um, so I liked your method as well, Rob. It was I'm going to pick Pablo and then I'm going to rattle off every other player in the team. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, isn't it strange that uh, after, as I say, I know the bats have been quiet, uh, quiet against the Braves, but it's the Braves and they just kind of you know, have our number. But it, 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 the thing was is that when you're watching Pablo Lopez pitch. It is normally when you're watching anyone pitch, you're you're a little bit on edge because you know you only need a walk or a, a single, a double, and things change. With Pablo, you just feel so relaxed, even if there's someone on base, you know, he'll get them. And uh, you know he seems to be able to change. He's good at uh, generating the double play, get the ground balls. Uh, you know the strikeouts are there. He just looks very very confident. Um, so yeah. Good. Well, I'll round it off, guys. You know I love Pablo, so I could go Pablo any week, even when he's blown up. Even after that Cubs start, whenever it was, when he or Mets or whatever it was, who absolutely destroyed him, I still picked him. But anyway, I'm also, as you know, guys, a sucker for a grand slam. <laughs> I think uh, I don't like it. As we know, I haven't watched masses of baseball the last few weeks, but what I have seen in little sporadic moments is grand slams from the Marlins, and we haven't hit many of them in the past couple of years, I don't think. <laughs> I loved Anderson's grand slam. So for that moment, that moment only, because I was watching it, I think, through one eye after having a skin full of wine at 1.30 in the morning, 
it was it was it was a good moment. Um, so, Brian Anderson, that's my third the first time I picked you as Player of the Week. What that means, <laughs> we'll find out next week. So Pablo takes it. So, all right, guys, we're going to round up with a quick emoji of the week. I've I've already got mine lined up, but I'm happy. Uh, go, we'll go back around. The same old. Dan, the man, have you got something lined up? Yeah, um, it's going to be the salt shaker for um, the uh, petty brewers account. <laughs> so they, they can they can throw what they want at us, and we'll just uh, we'll just throw the two nil series back. So. Uh, Stay salty, you uh, to the brewers. I like that one, yeah. Me too. Me too. Lee, what have you got in the locker? Oh, I, I, I just, just had the angry face for that, that, that Sunday game, the meltdown. It just reminded me of, the, of when we did it to the Braves last year as well, when they came back in the ninth and on a Sunday, when, when you, you just feel like you want to throw like you know, your things out the window. So it's, yes, it, it's like the, the red angry face from me. Just, for, for that game alone. <laughs> oh, mate, that that bloody Braves game yeah. from last year. That was eight of them. Oh my god! I, I know, I know. Zig, Zig was brought in to try and save the day. Once I think Guerrero, if I remember correctly, Guerrero had got us in a real pickle, and then Zig, Zig was riding in on the white horse to save the day, and. <laughs> Made it worse. That was that was the worst bullpen performance I've ever seen in baseball. That game hurt me the most. Meant nothing to our season, but hurt me the most of any game I've ever seen. So there you go, Rob. What about you, mate? Um, I've got a, uh, a uh, that beer emoji next to a crying emoji. Um, as Macho Marlins man uh, said that uh, he was he opened a can of Miller Draft and said, "I am chugging on your tears." Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, that, that's uh, the 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 uh, upset uh, Brewers who won't win the World Series so this be year. Beer next to cry emoji or for Marlins man was that his tweet? He put that out saying, "I'm I'm chugging on." Marlins tears. That was on the. That was the Macho Marlins man. Oh right, video. Macho Marlins man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, not, I thought not, it was the not, actual not Marlins man. No, Marlins man hasn't got a clue what's happening with the Marlins. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's yeah. still wearing that ridiculous orange shirt and sort of poncing around in basketball stadiums and all the rest of it. It's just, um, yeah, it's ridiculous. The, the, there was two two other people wearing orange Marlin shirts in uh, what the uh, Braves game the other night. That's, um, people need to update their threads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're probably they're probably British fans as well, and they're on the MLB shop or whatever the MLB Europe yeah, shop. Buy, yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> all they're selling. That's where, Mar- that's where Marlin's man shops. Then we we know it where he's getting all these orange shirts from, <laughs> even though they've been discontinued for about three years. <laughs> <laughs> he has, he just keeps swiping up he's got so many orange fernandez shirts it's ridiculous from uh, from that shop so yeah well my my one is i don't know how best to describe it it's linked to the brewers as well but it's the it's the wink face but with the tongue out i think that's the one do you know that one i'm on about yes yeah. it's the wink eye open but tongue just like sorry lads you know, kind of in the in the same vibe as as Dan with the the salty brewers. It was 
<laughs> I make it more of the the, the wind up kind of. I, I always use that in a wind up mode, you know, with the the wink, tongue out, you know, I'm winding you up, lads. And it was fun winding up Brewers people on Twitter. Actually, a bit like Braves. It's actually been it's been fun on Twitter this week. More more fun than probably the baseball at times, just because they get so irate. The the Brewers are irate because they've never won a World Series and they want a trade. All they want is a trade. That's it. But nothing else. And then the Braves are living in the past, seemingly. But while they were while they were good, they weren't good enough. So it's always fun with them. I think it just gives them the ump when they're losing important games to a pretty crap team. So yeah. we'll just we'll just keep stirring that pot. It's nice. <laughs> that's it. Maybe that's it. Maybe I'll just get the wooden spoon emoji out, just like stirring that pot or whatever. I don't know. Um, all right, guys. Uh, I think that rounds it up. Unless there's any other business for this week, have we missed anything? Oh, good. I think. Silence. I'll take as <laughs> as a note. So. Excellent. Well, thank you, lads. Thanks for joining me again. That's episode 17 in the books. Um, we will be back again next week. I think, guys, we're, we're good for next week. So we'll be recording again probably next Tuesday. So uh, Pod will be with, uh, with everyone Wednesday. Uh, at that point, we're going to review or tot up our scores from the first, the inaugural week of the Fish Across the Pond predictions uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll think of a fancy name for that. So we'll have a score recap. Um, probably by then we'll be on a, on a couple of game winning streak, hopefully. Uh, and all will be good again in Marlin's world. So excellent. Thanks, guys. Thanks to the listeners. And we will uh, be back again next week. See you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>